Welcome to Youthology Live again this week. Listen, our topic this week is called Zero Year. <laughs> that is the year or six months or the preparation time before your first assignment in ministry. So all you called kids be listening, all you students who are in uh, some kind of a ministry training center or college be listening because we are going to talk about the important things that need to take place in that zero to first year in ministry. Wow! How, wouldn't you want to know what it takes to be successful? Listen, right now there are so many transitions in youth ministry across the country. I want to address some practical foundational strategies for first steps in that zero year and the first year of building a next-gen ministry. With that in mind, here are some foundational principles, 10 principles to help with starting out a new youth ministry, like building the culture in a new children's setting or young adults. Listen, number one, make it a priority to dedicate 20 hours of study, okay? 20 hours of study so that you will be able to fulfill that calling of preaching and teaching and resourcing, right? Dedicating seven to 10 hours a week just of reading, research, and prayer, right? Half of that, 20 hours in total, you'll see where that's where I'm going with it, but about seven to 10 in study and prayer and researching. And then to help shape that message, okay, with another uh, five hours of sermon prep itself, right? So you've got the sermon, you've got the resources that you're gonna create with it for social media, right? Um, for all of the kind of things that you are going to provide, whether that's handouts, whether that's images, right? So that there's another five hours just for the message alone. And then we cap it off with about five hours of running this through other people and the collaborative team, okay, who can read through this and give you back comments and, 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 and those kind of helpful edits, right? Listen, if we're gonna speak into a postmodern and humanistic society, we must raise a generation with a deep faith. And that requires leaders who take scripture more important than culture. Right. All right, number two, what you get them with, you keep them with. So be yourself. Listen, value genuineness over ingenuity, right? Don't try and create a roller coaster for the thrills and the bump in attendance because the students may expect a bigger roller coaster next year. What you get them with, you have to keep them with. It's the law of diminishing returns, really. Have you heard about that? What gets my attention first may not get my attention second. Listen, you are the returning factor in the ministry mix. Fads and memes, uh, they, listen, reels come and go. Fathers and mothers, stay. Leaders are going to be there perpetually. So build the youth ministry with strengths, with the strengths and um, the weaknesses of the leader, right? Develop. Listen, character over creativity. All right, number three, annually attend a conference on ministry. As a young leader, it is so important that you have uh, conferences, right? Or leadership events, 
or sessions or summits, whatever we call these, right? In order for you to learn from some professionals and for you to go and sit with other leaders and get the tools from veterans that can make the road a little easier. Levels are reached and lids are removed. Levels are reached and lids are removed in the setting of a conference where, you've, where you go to a place and someone can speak into your life and help you with things that they've learned that you have, haven't learned yet, right? This is number four. Build relationships with another youth pastor or youth leader outside your church. I love this one. Networking. What does that look like? It could be a Christian principal, a teacher, or coach in the local school, or another youth leader, or another district official from your denomination in the region. Maybe it's a monthly mentoring meeting um, that will yield great results from you. Um, getting, uh, learning things that you don't have in your in your skill set and in your learning and in your background that somebody else more experienced can give you. Listen, another opportunity uh, similar to this would be to involve yourself in uh, area ministerial associations. I love these. I know some people see no value in these. Every place that I was a youth pastor, I was involved in the local youth pastor's luncheon or breakfast or paid you know, maybe volunteer youth leaders who show up. There's so much you can learn from their setting. It's like a university of learning. So listen, you must find someone who's been there and done it, right? You can't go this alone. Um, mentor over me, <laughs> right? All right, hey, five, develop leadership regularly. Beyond simple recruiting of leaders, the retention and development of leaders is elementary to your success. So as a young leader, how are you developing leaders around you, right? Be careful of the leadership leak. And that's, you know, re listen, recruiting, we all like to recruit, but retention is better. And that's where you take care of those leaders around you. Maybe you do mid-course correction and training and teaching. And you bring regular, monthly or bi-weekly meetings, okay, into the youth ministry setting or into the children's setting, and you bring in people who can speak leadership uh, from a different language, right? Maybe, maybe you don't agree with everyone. Maybe it will take time, but there are people that you can bring in who have a perspective to teach you and train you. I love bringing in superintendents of school districts or coaches or teachers or parachurch leaders. Wow, what a network of great leaders, right? So learn to develop the leaders around you and uh, through recruiting and retention. All right, number six, do not let the youth ministry become a silo. Man, I hear this all the time from leaders. It's so easy to just, you know, separate yourself from the whole church. One of the things that we did in our youth ministry is I invited our senior leader, the lead pastor, in every year to talk to the team. It creates an overall staff communication and relationship with the, uh, with the students and their pastor on Sunday, because man, we all know, so many kids that will attend a Wednesday night may not come on a Sunday, right? 
So to have that leader fill that gap is just a great way to, to see us not create silos because the youth ministry is still a part of the church, right? Listen, in the congregational setting, make sure that you as the youth leader are not only in relationship with the students, but you are speaking to parents and you are speaking to uh, the congregation and you're speaking to the, the board members and the other staff members. Build your relationship with the whole church, right? That will go a long way in, in developing an overall church relationship and not just a relationship with the student ministry or the children, right? Listen, and that means that we are in relationship uh, with people who um, maybe not even are in the youth ministry but could bring a um, blessing to the youth ministries through their resources. All right, hey, number seven, love like nobody else. The, 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 greatest, the greatest example that I can share is this. When is the last time you cried for a teenager? Think about that. Not when is the last time you cried because of a teenager. <laughs> That's different. When is the last time you cried for a teenager? Love is extremely unconditional. And one of the principles that I've learned early in my ministry was to take care of people. If I take care of people, God will take care of me. L listen, if students are going to come to the church, they need to find unconditional love because they don't get it in the world. They're not getting it at school. They're not getting it on their team. And they may not even be getting it at home. So bring students unconditional love because I believe you can love a teenager and make them do anything. They'll do anything for you. If you can love a teenager, they will be involved and they'll, have, they'll be all in. And when a youth ministry models love, it becomes viral, viral. Love is the seedbed for healthy ministry. Man, okay, number eight, uh, prayer. Do you, um, do you know, listen, you gotta do what you can do, but don't forget to ask God to do what he can do. Do you hear me? You gotta do what you can do, but don't forget to ask God to do what he can do. And that's where the supernatural comes in. A youth minister is not just about, you know, an event-based model or a small group model or outreach or graded and step models, you know, relational models. All of those, listen, those are what, those are widely taught um, disciplines, settings, right? Widely taught um, philosophies on how to do youth ministry. But don't forget the supernatural in prayer. I hear it all the time. I hear people say it all the time. Kids don't want to pray. They just want to play, right? No, 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 no. Listen, we should be doing great sociology. Yes. We should be doing the research. We should, we should be planning and structuring, but don't forget to pray. I've watched God do more through prayer than all of my efforts. Listen, I, I know that it sometimes is overlooked, and we, all, we might even say it, but then it gets overlooked. Don't forget the power of the Holy Spirit in your ministry. Listen, prayer brings a supernatural to the youth ministry. You should have a prayer meeting. You should have a prayer meeting in your youth ministry. We did it weekly. We had a prayer meeting separate from Wednesday night 
when we had our regular rally, we had a prayer meeting on a separate night of the week. Every youth ministry I was in, it was priority. Make prayer a priority. Hey, number nine, theology and spiritual formation. Oh man, this goes back to kind of the first one. Study one of the elementary tasks of a youth pastor or a youth leader or a children's worker is to develop your own spiritual formation because healthy leaders build healthy ministries that, that build healthy students who build healthy societies. So give attention to great theological study for yourself and in your messaging. The deep truths of scripture are what make you a success. Just saying. Listen, a youth ministry that is deeply rooted in the traditions of culture will be a youth ministry of many failures. But a youth ministry that is deeply rooted in the scriptures will have great success. I, I don't care if I'm culturally sound or, or if I'm futuristic or I'm using AI or, right, or all the social platforms and footprints. Th that's great. That's great. But those are supplemental to our theology. Listen, I like to say it this way, theology over theater. Theology over theater. The theological task of what we do is way more important than theater and all of the other creative things that, that we end up uh, trying to accomplish with our time. All right, the last one, number 10, relationship with your lead pastor. Listen, if you're going into ministry or you've been in there that first year, you know what I'm talking about. The relationship that you have with that lead pastor is critical. Maybe you are still looking for how to build that relationship, right? Here's how you do it. You begin with prayer and you begin with honor, right? And then you, and then you extend it through speaking well, right? Rarely do you have any reason to mistrust your spiritual leaders. Rarely do you have any reason to mistrust your spiritual leaders. I know it happens. I get it. There's church hurt. You know, there's church hurt just like there's Chick-fil-A hurt, okay? Everybody's going to hurt you. But I'm telling you, God will honor you if you honor those who are over you. And if there's something that you're doing that uh, goes against your discernment and your better judgment and the scriptures, then you need to bring that up and you need to bring somebody else into that conversation. Listen, some principles are, are, are uh, some practices are going to transfer, but the principles should stay. So maybe that's a good way for you to look at what's going on. Never change your principles, but the practices can be different. So maybe you're at being asked to do a practice or doing something that, you, that maybe you're not thinking is great. Listen, submit to the practice and keep the principle. Understand that? Listen, if you want to set culture, pace, and you want to build a healthy next-gen ministry, youth or children's, all you got to do is look at these 10 things as you are starting your ministry. Zero year. Maybe it's in the year to six months before or that first year of, your, of, of starting. Listen, just doing a few simple practical things will help you on your way to being a successful next-gen leader. So listen, if you're a college student, make sure that you check out this resource. Listen, youth.ag.org forward slash called. Youth.ag.org forward slash called. We'll make sure that that's in all of, all of the literature. 
and in our manuscripts, you can go there because we have all the tools and resources to train you to be a next-gen leader. Thanks again for joining us. Man, so much in those 10 practical things to do to prepare you for ministry. Share this with somebody else, okay? And next week we'll be back with another topic in uh, next-gen leadership. Thanks for following Youthology. Go to the link tree where you can watch this on the YouTube channel, listen to it on the iTunes podcast, or read the manuscript at our website. God bless you. Have a great week.